KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio In Depth. I'm Matt Leon. Sustainability is a big focus these days, just about everywhere. When we think about the concept of sustainability, often we think about the government setting rules and regulations that help pave the way. But the private sector can and often does play the dominant role. And when we talk about sustainability, we aren't just talking about the environment. It's a lot to break down to help us do that. We caught up with Carl Schmidt. He is a professor of practice at Villanova's College of Engineering. Give a listen. So let's just kind of set the baseline here for maybe people that that aren't familiar or hear the words and don't get the context. How would you define or describe the concept of sustainability? Matt, that's a great question and one I often get asked. Um, there are literally hundreds of definitions for sustainability from the Brundtland Commission, uh, which is one of the most uh, the oldest ones out there. But in, in my mind, uh, the easiest way to understand sustainability it's about protecting uh, the Earth's natural resources today so that future generations can enjoy them as well. And I like to personalize that. Uh, I have a two-year-old grandson, and I want to make sure he grows up in a world that we experience today uh, without uh, you know, impacts from climate change, water scarcity, pollution. You, know, you look at social equity, uh, all types of environmental and social issues We want to make sure that the future world for uh, the next generation is adequate and suitable to live in. How much progress have we made on this track in the last 20, 30 years? We see a lot of headlines to both extremes, but where are we on where we probably should be? Well, there's no overall uh, Uber metric or index, if you will, for sustainability. There are many of them out there. I think we've made progress. especially in many areas. I would say from the corporate perspective, we've done quite, we've made quite a bit of progress. Just look at the past in climate change, global warming, the number of companies that are making public commitments to reduce their greenhouse gas emissions is incredible. The goals that are being set, 50% reduction, 100% reduction by 2050. And there's various metrics, metrics and indices to measure that. So, And it's not just the U.S. In fact, I would say Europe is often ahead of us in some areas from a not only a corporate perspective, but a, a social perspective as well. So I feel optimistic about where we're going, but we can't take our foot off the pedal. Uh, it's very easy to backslide. When we talk about things, global warming, sustainability, I think a lot of people turn to government or focus on government rules, laws, regulation, but... It seems to me like the private sector drives the bus here because they determine what direction we're going to go. And I think I feel like we saw a lot of that during the Trump administration, where the Trump administration rolled things back. And you saw a lot of industries, a lot of companies go, you know what, we're kind of already 75 percent down this road. We're just going to keep doing this. Thanks, but no thanks. Am I misreading the situation at all? No, Matt, I think you you nailed it head on. It's um, sustainability is a long-term play. Uh, While there can be many short-term gains with deregulation and uh, pushing back or becoming more lenient with some of the environmental regulations, in the long term, that actually has uh, a a harmful effect on society from pollution and uh, public health. Um, But the real reason why companies have adopted and are ingraining sustainability. It's very simple. There's four reasons why. They recognize the benefits from reducing cost, 
mitigating risk, driving top-line growth, and improving their brand or reputation. Those are the four business drivers for companies, large and small, ingraining and adopting sustainability into the business practices. You're pretty hard-pressed to find a company that isn't at least starting to go down the road at this point. It's it's pretty much uh, almost universal that people are maybe not wholly adopting everything, but at least going in that direction. Uh, yes, I would agree with that. Another reason why companies are moving down the pike fairly quickly uh, are from their customers and their stakeholders. They are putting pressure on public companies and even private companies to show and demonstrate the progress they're making in reducing waste, uh, reducing their emissions, you know, providing value back to society other than a short-term profit. You know, many companies have actually embraced sustainability in their core values, in their vision and mission statements. And I believe, you know, stakeholders, shareholders are rewarding them for that. Uh, You can see by the rise of growth of so-called green product or companies who have made a sustainability commitment. Longer term, consumers tend to reward those companies with their loyalty and continued uh, consumption of their products. Are there certain aspects where we've made... Where are we the furthest along when it comes to environmental sustainability, I guess I would say? Are there there are certain aspects or kind of silos of this where we really are maybe where we should hope to be or even beyond? Well, I would say, you know, we've made great progress in environmental areas up until about four years ago. Then we took a little bit of a the, the pedal off the gas, so to speak. But if you look at overall emissions data uh, from the GRI, the Global Reporting Initiative, as well as the Carbon Disclosure Project, the CDP, where more and more companies now are publicly reporting on their greenhouse gas emissions, you'll see a a downward trend, a positive trend in companies' contribution to making the world a more sustainable place. Now, having said that, there are still many opportunities there. And even in the social space, sustainability is not just about environmental. It's also about the economic and social aspects. Sometimes they call that the triple bottom line, people, planet, and profit. Um, So we have to make progress in all three areas. Uh, It's all interdependent and interrelated. So we talked about where a lot of progress has been made. When you kind of look at this from 30,000 feet, where do we have the most work to do? I would say, um, starting with a global perspective, as I said before, I believe uh, Western Europe is a little bit ahead of us as far as ingraining sustainability and circular economy practices, which really focus on you know producing zero waste and keeping materials in play. Um, in the U.S., we're making great progress uh, environmentally. I would say socially, though, we still have a ways to go. Uh, if you look at all the social unrest today, especially here after the recent elections, I think there's still a large gap for us to really kind of come together and realize the opportunity and the challenge in the social equity area of sustainability. Economically, I think we've uh, we've made great progress and continue to do so from embracing sustainability principles uh, in the business world. But it takes a lot of work and effort in all three areas, the environmental, social, and governance aspect. Talk a little bit about, I know within the College of Engineering, you're doing a lot of work. uh, I believe we call it SEED and RISE. Talk a little bit about what these programs are all about. Yes, the RISE program um, at Villanova College of Engineering is Resilient Innovation Through Sustainable Engineering. 
Uh, it's an academic industry consortium or partnership where we work with, uh, we have over about 12 members. It's still growing. And we help companies to identify and implement projects that will advance their sustainability agenda. And that could be anything from solid waste, uh, energy conservation, uh, improved packaging, doing life cycle assessments. But we have teams of graduate students that do consulting projects for companies who are members of RISE. And they work on that project for a month, uh, for several months, and provide a, a summary presentation back to leadership of that company with that recommended alternatives and solutions. It's a win-win for the company and for Villanova. The students get real-world practical experience uh, on these consulting projects, and the companies get access to top talent, uh, which is a, the war for talent today in, in the world of engineering is very big. So it's, it's a very mutually beneficial relationship that Villanova has with uh, several industries in the area. Our seed program uh, provides critical fundamentals for leaders to incorporate sustainability principles into their business plans, their strategies, and their culture, especially as uh, diverse groups of stakeholders are demanding now that companies tell their sustainability story. So our seed program provides five mini courses, if you will, for business leaders to get a broader understanding of these sustainability principles, and more importantly, how they can create value within their business and organization. And how critical when we talk about the concept of sustainability, I would imagine the youth are really who companies are looking towards because it's going to affect them the most and they're going to be the most passionate about it because they've got the longest road ahead of them. Matt, that's a great observation. If you look at any of the poll, uh, the demographic data out there, it shows one of the top two uh, reasons why millennials are concerned about sustainability is exactly that. It's their future. But when they go to look for jobs, they want to work for companies who espouse a uh, degree of uh, progress or have core values around sustainability. They don't want to work for a company that's a heavy polluter, gets fined regularly, has a lot of accidents. They want to work for a company that they're proud of, that resonates with their core values. So especially among millennials, sustainability tends and corporate social responsibility tends to rate very, very highly. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.